1: We kick off a new recurring winter series, Northern Frights, with the story of the Toronto Tunnel Monster of Cabbage Town. Horrify.
0: To subscribe, go to patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club.
1: Go away! Go away! <laughs>
2: It's Bigfoot Collectors Club, with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two.
1: Let's do this. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to an all-new episode of Bigfoot Collector's Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. Maybe joining us and throwing an even larger monkey wrench into tonight's episode might be Bryce Johnson. He's away filming. Hello. Uh, Yes, super producer. Oh, Riley Bray. Hi, were you asking something? No, I said we'll see. Oh, we'll right. see. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, if we're cracking up over here, it's because we uh, started this episode once already with our amazing guest. And then uh, something happened and we lost about the first 20 minutes. Uh, I'm going to bring our guest in right away because she's super awesome and has been completely... Uh, <laughs> gracious very patient this, very yes. patient and gracious yes. i don't know what's going on with us riley but we have the weird we've got the weirdies tonight i don't know tonight was, that
0: was weird Literally, It just everything went wrong all at once all the things
1: all wrong. the things uh she is an actor she's a voiceover artist she's a writer she's she's currently or recently wrote on the twilight zone which you guys probably all love because you're into freaky stuff mm-hmm. and she is co-host of one of my favorite podcasts all about the mo the weirdest, worst, and most worthwhile video games. How did this get played? Uh Club Scouts of America and the world, please give a warm Club Scout salute to our guest, Heather Ann Campbell.
2: Hello, everyone. Good hey. to be
1: here. <laughs> Man. Uh, so to recap, <laughs> recap we what got, you missed. So I just want, Heather and we... I bonded <laughs> Yes.
2: We for we spent 20 minutes like talking about toys uh and Star yeah. Wars.
1: And yes.
2: it was the best conversation that I've ever had about Star oh. Wars. I was really I was really proud of myself for articulating good points about the last Jedi. And they're all gone mm-hmm. now. Nobody's allowed to agree hear more. them ever.
0: Nope. It was pr- like maybe the best description of of the film I've ever heard, really. Uh, and I'm, so so Lost. bummed <laughs> just what, for us guys
1: Just what, for us. what we will do one day is we'll just have a, over on the other side we'll have heather come over there and then we'll just do a whole episode about star wars would you ever want to do that and we can just talk and talk and talk to our hearts delight about all of that
2: i i will never say no to a star wars podcast okay, great um <laughs>
0: i've only ever done
2: one uh i've only ever been on one star wars podcast and i'm like come on what? what don't I? I can I can talk about Star Wars for forever. Um. So yeah, I, I, invite me back and we'll
1: great. chat it up. All right, we'll you make up, the up for unfortunate last time
0: crash. Yeah, into let's just episode. say
1: hold on. Heather and I are both on the same page that the last Jedi fucking rules. Yep, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Leave all it right. at that for yeah. now. Yeah. Leave it at that. All right, Riley. Uh, <laughs> w- let's jump into the first segment tonight you know that we have a little bit of an update from last week's story. It's time for. They, they say, say,
0: they say we got kind of to slid into it at the end.
1: <laughs> uh, Riley, last week, we talked about the Utah monolith, uh, Heather Ann, Campbell uh, you're also aware of this story but I thought Riley uh, you should just bring everybody up to speed as to what's happened since we talked about this mysterious silver object that showed up in the Utah desert all right so
0: we recorded about this the night that it was reported and then the episode came out just this last week Um, so just in the time between that time it had been found within 48 hours or so and then there were a bunch of people out there uh and then it disappeared um and I think by um leave no trace activists so uh so it seems, and then another one appeared in Romania, and then that one has since disappeared and um we've confirmed that it was made of three panels and had rivets, so not of uh, alien origin definitely human made and installed
1: and Which is- uh well, we were thinking i mean bryce isn't here to debate i bet you bryce still thinks it could be it could be aliens <laughs> <It's> like why <laughs> wouldn't
0: aliens use rivets bro
1: <laughs> it's
0: a good point i mean you can't argue with that but um i just the thing i love about it is just the internet you know somebody somebody figured out which helicopter it was found the the public flight path tracked the location had it out other people found it within you know hours it's just i, I don't know it's funny the things we can do when we put our minds to it, it's um, and the things that we don't do. But that's another that's another topic.
1: Now, Heather, you saw yeah. the story. What did you think when you first when you first saw this? Was there a chance that it was an alien monolith?
2: I okay. So on my wall of my office is the X Files poster that says "I want to believe," like the picture of the blurry UFO.
1: I got to say as a guest you are not disappointing in this podcast or the one that was lost <laughs> to history.
2: <laughs> I want I really do want there to be aliens. I do not believe in aliens. Uh I would love to be wrong, but I just I I, it, I feel like the the chances of us overlapping with another intelligent civilization somewhere in the galaxy or in the universe, seems like it's zero. Uh, and so when, you know, when a monolith showed up, I was like, huh, that's a nice, that's a cute art project. Good, good job, guys. Now, if it had been like um, like a multi-eyed, like terrifying, <laughs> like if it had been anything that hadn't been like familiar on some level, I would have been like, oh, okay, this is worth reading about. But like, it's a monolith
1: yeah it's, it's straight it's straight out of Kubrick's like yeah. it's now hacky. I mean, it's basically yeah. yeah, you know uh so yeah, I get it but Although,
2: if you were an alien and you hadn't seen two thousand and one and you did deposit a uh, monolith and people were like, yeah, it's a fucking hard project and what people weren't blown away by it. you'd be so disappointed as an alien. you'd be like, why didn't this set why didn't everybody on this planet like, coalesce into like a form of unity to like talk to the spacefarers and instead of
1: (laughs) we were like you you mean some uh angry tyrannical director already established this trope in (laughs) in a widely received sci-fi classic back in the 70s Yeah. yeah 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 Well, so what do you think about? Uh, I think we were just about to discuss the New York Times story that came out a couple of years ago and the video, the, the videos that the Pentagon's released about um, these fighter jets chasing the tick, the Tic Tac UFO. Now, what do you, what do you think when you see that? As someone who does not believe in aliens,
2: I would lo- again, it's really exciting, and I would love to be the naive idiot who cynically dismissed the Tic Tac videos as some form of terrestrial technology. Uh, That being said, that's what I think it is. I think it's terrestrial technology. I think either it's a foreign government with some cool shit, and they're flying it over our airspace, and we don't have any idea what it is, or it's our cool shit, and we're filming it so that other countries can see that we have these Tic Tacs that don't seem to... Follow the rule of physics. So rules of physics. The rule of physics. That makes it sound like it's a king. <laughs> the rule of
1: physics. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds clear. like the, the rule of physics. <laughs> I was going to say that. Land. That sounds like the title of a of a bad mid nineties James Band- Vanderbeek romantic
0: comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the His rule name of physics. Is rule.
2: Like he's like he's the yeah. rule of physics. <laughs>
1: R U H L? Yeah, <laughs> it's like how many? He's like got a bet of like how many how many chicks he can hook up with before prom night, you know?
2: Uh, and in order to to meet the bet, he has to break several rules of physics in order <laughs> yes.
1: to right. yeah. yeah, he bends time. He has, yeah, he has to bend space <laughs> time to sleep <laughs> with these with these with these ladies. Uh, all right, guys, let's just, uh, I think we've got let's another project set up. Yeah, Great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have to say, and, and when you t- when you hear the, the, the fighter pilots interviewed, I mean, it's really blown. These guys sound, you know, so down to earth and so level headed and like, see it come out of the water, see it glowing on, you know, they, 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 they're really having a hard time wrap their minds around exactly what this object is is so if it is man-made it's something that these guys have so top secret that even these guys have not seen you know um, which
2: would make but- sense they're they're just fighter pilots they're not like high-ranking military officials like it would make sense that That's- if there was a thing that they wouldn't that they wouldn't know what it was but
1: Right, that that tracks, but they also know how, they know machines, and they know man-made machines, and they fly those man-made machines, so I feel like they gotta be able to look at something and go, we're not capable of doing this. Don't you think? I mean, give those guys some credit to be like, you can't do that. Nah,
2: I mean
0: (laughs) you're not walking her into this corner I'm not not not, gonna do it
2: (laughs) it's not gonna it's not gonna happen I like look I never thought it I thought I I... you could be the best truck driver in the entire fleet and I'm not (laughs) I'm not directly comparing fighter pilots to truck drivers but on some level I guess I am in order to make a point which is that like you could be the best truck driver in the whole fleet But, like, that's not going to mean that you understand the AI guidance system of the, like, top-of-the-line Tesla autopiloting truck. Uh, And in the same way, these guys are, like, fighter jet pilots. They don't have—I don't, like, I just—I don't buy it. I also, like, if you you are that good—if you're that good that you traveled across the universe in your Tic Tac all the way to the planet Earth— would you really make the mistake of flying your Tic Tac in front of jets like that just seems careless, <laughs> like to go to all that trouble, like thousands of light years away and then like be in the ocean in front of a plane? It's, <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's the that's that, is, that way. <laughs> that's assuming that they're trying to keep it a secret. You know what I mean? I mean, I I don't know if I'm, I really, I never thought I'd say this, but I really need Bryce's help with this one. Um, but there's, there's, there's also an idea that maybe this stuff isn't from another planet that maybe this we're talking about some interdimensional phenomenon as well, you know, or it's some type of thing that is, that exist. Maybe it's terrestrial, maybe it's man made, maybe it's not, but it doesn't give a fuck about us at all. It's kind of like if it's like we wouldn't hide ourselves from ants. You know what I mean? And an yeah. ant would look at the bottom of our shoe and not know what the hell it is. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know. I think that, I, I think, I think it's, yes, it's very, is it possible this is all man made? Yes, of course. But, uh, of course. But
2: flying and water travel are recognizable things that happen like it is a flying object it isn't like it isn't in one place and then in another place without any mode of transportation between those two points like it is a flying Mm -hmm. object so it's Mm recognized it's it's following rules it's just bending those rules i i i i I stand by the the idea that if it's an inter dimensional traveler like if the tic-tac came from the seventh dimension and then appeared in front of a fighter jet it's it's like if the conquistadors arrived in in the in like aztec forest and immediately all shot themselves in the face like it it, like you'd be like you came to all you went all this way and then didn't do anything like it just
1: i don't know it 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 just doesn't track They've been it. here. I, I don't it. think they're necessarily here to take over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we know, but I like it. Listen, I'm not going to shoot down. Remember when we were friends and we loved The Last Jedi together and then no, <laughs> one, loved it. no one will we know.
2: Loved
1: it. <laughs> I think it's fascinating, though. I think it's really cool as someone who's clearly into great stories and sci-fi and the stuff and great video games that um i'm curious as to why you think that maybe there's no chance of us overlapping with with another civilization that there there couldn't be a civilization that's so far advanced from us that's got a million year head start on us that they're zipping by here in technology that we completely don't recognize and that they might just be here to observe and not interact with us at all you know that we're some sort of zoological study to them
2: so I'm not, I'm not a mathematician, a scientist, or a philosopher. So everything that I say here is going to sound stupid to somebody. But
1: <laughs> uh, welcome to Bigfoot Collectors yeah, Club. Welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> but it strikes me as arrogant and narcissistic to believe that intelligent life is, in any way, um like the the intended result of evolution it feels like a mistake Hmm. even on this planet it feels like the the fact that we can make a computer is not shared by anything else on the planet i feel like there's probably plenty of life in the universe but the self-organizing to become more and more intelligent seems like if you gave a million monkeys a million typewriters and a million and an infinite time, eventually they accidentally write Hamlet. It is not proof of any organization by those monkeys or any intended output by the universe. It is a random set of 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 moments that self-organizes into this one play but doesn't ultimately mean anything and isn't repli- replicated anywhere else. Uh, I don't
1: know, a bunch of chimpanzees write Hamlet. I'm impressed. I don't <laughs> care how long it took them to do it. That's a that's I, a beautiful play.
2: I also think that the dinosaurs were here so much longer than us and they didn't evolve mm-hmm. into an intelligent species. They didn't make cities. Like Heather and Campbell,
1: they did. They're called reptilians and they live in the hollow earth.
2: All right, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna crash this. <laughs> I'm crashing this record as well. Like, I admit it. I did it.
0: <laughs> you can't, you can't get past the 16, 18 minute mark. It all falls apart.
1: Uh, no, that's a that is a that's that's it's such a really fascinating point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you are kind of blowing my mind just because um, all of this makes total sense, and it's not like I haven't thought about any of this stuff before. But it it really is hard for for me to try to catch you up on hundred and forty episodes of this show to try to change your mind. It's you know, you can't you can't do that. And that's also not the point of this show. Um but that it, i I think these are all valid points. But are you
0: are you going so far as to say that like consciousness itself is like the anomaly like or yes. self consciousness, not necessarily consciousness, but that's the yes and, and is the a problematic anomaly and you don't think is widespread in the yes. universe in general? You, no, I don't I don't well, you, think
2: it's anywhere. I don't I mean like it just wow it i don't think it it seems arrogant to think that this is something that happens over and over again and i know that sounds backwards it sounds inverted to be like uh that that the, the implication that there aren't more other uh, other intelligent species in the universe implies that we are somehow special i think it that the idea that intelligence is something that happens puts value assigns value to intelligence to that thing itself from the point of view of the universe it isn't special and it isn't it isn't some it isn't something that happens over and over again so
1: this is fascinating and you these guys um i'm talking to the listeners now heather doesn't know what you guys know but heather doesn't know what today's story of high strangeness will be and you could not be setting me up More perfectly and I'm so excited to hear I think nothing's going to change your mind but I cannot wait to hear your take on what the subject will be in the second half of the show because it's pretty much comes right out of this
2: I can't wait also Um, yes to, to your audience. I would love to be wrong. I would love it more than anything <laughs> yes. the whole like my whole life. I could die happy if I was like, ah, there were aliens. I'll go into the grave now. Like it would be great.
1: Um What would yeah. it take? What would it ta- like uh, what would it take like, you know, a UFO landing on the White House lawn and aliens walking out?
2: I mean, yeah, essentially or like yeah. a signal that was not like the wow signal, but like a signal that showed like complicated mathematics as a message, or that that was more than just like this this sound or this signal or this type of radiation or this wavelength doesn't belong here. Like that's not enough. Like that's it's it has to be evidence of organization and uh and a, and like intention. Like it can't just be like, oh, yeah. also there's a, there's a planet that makes a sound every fit, like a pulsar. Like, no, it's gotta be like, it's, it's a pulsar that's like got a, got like a, an address on it and it's sending it specifically to
1: us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So do you think that consciousness like inherently like dooms the the, the species or whatever? Like the, the, the fact of like building cities and computers and things. is Oh my God, Riley. We're going to wipe ourselves out. Oh, I just, I'm really into what
1: she was talking no, about. I no, I, I'm it's just, really you don't even know point. you're setting me up. So you're setting, this high oh. <laughs> screen is going to be great.
2: Again, okay. I don't, I don't think it dooms us. It doesn't doom anything because it doesn't happen. Like it, there, there is no repeating pattern of intelligence in the universe. So you can't be like, oh, once you get to a certain point, like I think the Fermi paradox exists because we are the only things trying to articulate the Fermi paradox to the rest of the universe. Like how could we possibly oh. be alone is the wrong question. It's what an insane set of circumstances that let us exist at all. Um, especially Heather. With do what? you think?
1: No, finish your point. No, that's <laughs> it. Right, no, finish your thought. No, that's it. Do you Let's think go. that maybe some of this worldview could have been uh, formulated as as a young girl? You were walking down Loneliness Lane to the model shop to pick up your Gundam wings. <laughs> this is all. This is all well, from the a, old episode, the lost episode. <laughs> yes. yes, of
0: course. <laughs>
2: Well, you did say you episode, had a very lonely childhood. I talked childhood. about, <laughs> I talked about that I was, I was a lonely kid, and I made model kits. Uh, no, I think probably the loneliness f- uh, followed me saying things like this to the other girls in high school. <laughs>
1: so awesome, so great yeah i could see some kids being like she doesn't believe in aliens i think she's saying she doesn't want to make friends that's the vibe i'm getting she's not she's not interested in other people she's not arrogant she's just not open to the idea yeah Yeah. she's quite charming i love i'm into all this dirty shit terrified though (laughs) So what other, what we asked Oliver, uh, and we're kind of already there, but I have to say it because it's the podcast. What is your personal paranormal history? Does this apply across the board to all things paranormal? Are you open to cryptids? Are you open to ghosts? Like, what do you think about all of that stuff?
2: So I think almost everything is bullshit, but I have seen a thing which uh, the word that I would use to describe it would be a ghost.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. thank God! This is here's the uh, you're my you might be our most fascinating guest, Heather. I'm not kidding. This I'm so excited. I'll I'm take. am g- on an emotional roller you coaster. Here. I mean, they should have heard
2: the <laughs> other episode. It would have been <laughs> truly. <laughs> if I'm charming here. Uh, Imagine if I wasn't saying the same things, shooting, shoot,
0: shitting on our podcast in a different way, though.
1: No, no, no,
2: no. I look, I'm here because I love this shit so much. Like I have the Time Life Mysteries of the Unknown, the entire collection on my my shelf. I love this shit. I wrote for the Twilight Zone. I write for Rick and Morty. Like I love this stuff so much. Um, but I don't believe in any of it. uh so the okay. So I saw a ghost. Um, but I don't think it was a ghost, but the only word that we have to just, I do, I I don't think it was a dead person who had come back from the, from the dead. I don't think it was a soul, but the word that you would describe the thing would be ghost. And I saw it with another person. That's
1: the word we have. That's the best word we have. Yeah, that's
2: the word. Yeah. Um, if you saw something that looked like a frog and you knew it wasn't a frog, but you know, you you described it and you're like, you know, it's like a little green it's, it's like made out of felt and it has like little ping pong ball eyes. Baby Yoda. It's baby Yoda. It's baby Yoda. (laughs) Um, so do, should I tell the story?
1: Yes, (laughs) please. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. I've, I've told this story on how did this get played before, but I'll tell it again here.
1: We'll uh, delete it. Good. We'll just go back and delete that episode of How Did This Get Played? So they'll come. Come to. <laughs> we'll come to I think it's behind yeah, yeah, a yeah. paywall
2: now. It doesn't matter. Nobody listens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I listen. I listen. Hey, I listen, Heather. Not,
2: <laughs> not you. Yeah. Okay. I. I'm not. I don't want to shit on my own podcast, but it is a toilet, so it's a good place to shit. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I was. Um, I was dating this girl and I had a studio apartment and uh, in my studio apartment was a, there was no other rooms. It, there was a couch that I would fold out into a bed. Uh, there was uh, one entryway, a doorway uh, and a, a small kitchenette and the only door inside of this studio was the bathroom. So there's nothing, there's no closet. There's no, it's, it's a, it's a room smaller than a garage. Where I lived when I was a games journalist and broke um and uh my girlfriend was over, and we'd had a dinner and were falling asleep on um on the couch and she was talking next to me and there was a uh an ikea wardrobe uh in the corner of this small room, and the doors on the ikea wardrobe were open, and as she was talking to me, I looked in the sh- the the shadow. Cast by the open door on the on the on the i don't know how, not inside the wardrobe but behind the door, if you can imagine like flipping okay. open a door and there's like a triangle of shadow that appears between the door and the wall um and i am right. looking in this shadow and I swear there's a person standing there and Whoa. As she's, oh she's that talking, gave me chills she as she's talking to me, I'm looking at this person and I'm like, okay, what am I looking at there's no Co- I'm very calm. There's no coat hanger there. Is there a coat that's draped over the wardrobe? No, that's not it because it wouldn't make any sense. Is it possible that the apartment was broken into? We came home and this person has been hiding next to the wardrobe for the entire time, waiting for us to go to sleep so that they can exit. Uh, eventually, I said to my girlfriend, um, hey, this is crazy. I haven't heard anything you've said. Because I've been staring people in the corner. (laughs) Uh, Is there a a person in the corner of the room? And she went.
1: Jesus Christ, Heather. And she
2: went. Where? By the wardrobe? And as she looked at it, it straight arm pointed at us and walked towards us. Uh, (sighs) She screamed and backpedaled over the. The like edge of the couch to get the light. I screamed. She turned on the light and it was gone. Now she started sobbing uncontrollably and shaking, and I started laughing uncontrollably because I was so happy that she had seen it before it had gone away and that we had both seen it simultaneously. Because for me, the only thing that mattered was that I hadn't just gone crazy, like it, right. that was, so. I was, I was like, I'm so happy you saw it. I'm so happy you saw it. She's like, what was? It?
0: And
2: I'm like, what did you saw it though? You saw it, so and we're fine. And just she, she wanted to like leave the apartment, but I was like, we don't. What are we gonna leave? Whatever that was. If it wants to find us, it clearly can. Like, it's not-
1: <laughs> Such a comforting girlfriend. thing to say There's to your a- girlfriend. <laughs>
2: There's nowhere to go. We he- no both saw it, so we're not crazy. Um, she <sighs> eventually, this is true, she eventually, uh, we broke up because she became a pastor. Uh, and I oh. would like to believe that um, that the events of that night influenced her decision to go into the seminary. Um, whoa but uh but yeah so what was the thing i have no idea
1: can you describe what it looked like as it exited the shadow pointing at you guys like what did you see
2: it was three-dimensional um if you could give
1: male female
2: Uh, i have I mean, what? What am I? I don't even know if I'm male or female. That's a joke. Uh, Fair enough. I'm pretty Fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, non-binary ghost. That's okay. We're, yeah, we're in. I, I I'm mean, just trying like, to uh, know, like what I, is gender when on? you apply it Hair. to a spirit?
2: Yes. Uh, I have no idea okay. what gender that's a good
1: point. Is. Point. was it wearing a, good a, point. a
0: costume <laughs> of any kind? <laughs> what was did it? Was it like? an old, old English guy? Is what yeah. you're asking me? What the gender
2: of a Super Nintendo cartridge is? I don't know it's a cartridge how did yes. it present <laughs> itself pre- <laughs> it it was so it's like if do you you know the the inkiness the sort of lack of opacity uh, of a shadow uh
1: okay it
2: mm-hmm. give give that three dim- instead of it being a two dimensional space or or a um or, like, it, it's never three, it, like, something can be in shadow, but a shadow itself doesn't have depth. Like, it's like, you know, there's right. either light or there's mm-hmm. darkness. If you could give depth to shadow, that's what it was like. It, it, moved, this is
1: wow, classic it, shadow person.
2: Like, it, it, it extended out of the shadow as wow. shadow in three dimensions. And its finger pointing at us was the, was the farthest thing out of that shadow as it approached the bed, which was at most seven feet away from the thing. Hmm.
1: Fucking hell, that is so scary, man. You got every hair on my arms and neck, like standing on end.
2: Also, the, the, the way it responded to her looking at it Yeah. Like, she went, you mean over by the, I don't even think she got over, she got out wardrobe. As soon as she locked into it, the arm snapped forward, and it began to move. Like, it wasn't like it's creepy pointed at us. It was like... It was as if you were demonstrating something to a dog. Like, did you shit here? Like, the way you would point at shit. <laughs> like, get yeah, a very yeah. quick snap. Like, that's what it was yeah. like. It was like we were the shit, and it was pointing at us to a much larger dog. Wow.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you do this?
0: <laughs> Perfect analogy.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's that almost makes it scarier than a creepy, predictable. Ooh, that military-like snap, snap. into yeah. marching is. Yeah, it's so scary to me.
2: I wouldn't say that it had. The truth is, I didn't look at its feet, like my mm-hmm. all of my point of view, everything in me was focused on the the arm, pointing at us. Like there was no like there was, there wasn't any i didn't look down to be like is it is it wearing shoes so i have no idea if it had legs uh i know that it if you're looking at somebody's upper torso you get the impression of the rest of the body and so i felt like i can see in my memory that it had the rest of a body but i don't know if it moved with like a walking or if it just came totally out.
1: yeah I mean, <clears> that it just like glided so yeah. what okay what what would you and I trust me. I get this. Riley gets this. I've had an experience, not this, whatever the fuck that is, but like, I've definitely seen something that, you know, people I'm like, I I get it, but didn't think, okay, that it has to be this thing, you know, that people call this thing. So what does your gut tell you that this thing was?
2: My gut, my gut doesn't tell me what it was. I can make a bunch of like guesses. Like I can mm-hmm. hypothesize a bunch of shit. Uh I can think, "Oh, it you know, the multiverse exists and there are and and, and it's just like this was a very close multiverse or some shit. Like th- there's mm-hmm. there's a, a a a slew of pseudo-intellectual uh, like things that I can as- ascribe to this thing. But I, I have no idea what it was. I, I I, I still don't know what it was. I would call it a ghost because what else would you call the thing that is <laughs> that's made out of shadow and points <laughs> to you? Like, shadow would you, become like, incarnate? Like, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> um, did you yeah. both see
0: it? Exa- the same thing exactly? Like, did you discuss it afterwards? And it was Yes. Like, just the way yeah. that it, you saw it and it was the same.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and she was hysterical and I was laughing. Uh, and she like, she was so upset and I was so happy that I had, cause if I had seen it alone, I guarantee yeah. the next day I would have woken up and I would have been like, what a crazy dream. I totally dreamt that that thing happened. And, I wouldn't think about it today. Like, it would would not have, like, embedded in my long-term memory because it would have just been a thing that I dreamt once and then forgot about. Uh, But the fact that she saw it, too, meant that I had a... Like, the reason the X-Files poster is on my wall is because it would bring me so much joy and peace to have anything in the world be actually magical or alien or... I, what what are the other categories magic and aliens that's it right <laughs>
1: <laughs> magic that's and aliens pretty much, pretty much that. yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. and that's some good. people think they're one and the same as well so um right. it might all just be magic honestly at the end of the day <laughs> just all weird shit um, <laughs>
2: aliens are just wizards <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes hell yeah <laughs>
1: absolutely <laughs> well god man we have to move on to the next segment that was the scariest fucking thing i've ever that really truly terrified me heather i, I mean i'm sort of stumped you've really you, i feel like i've been punched in the face seven times Oh, um, well I'm sorry. you just
0: sort of you accept the not knowing i think that's what's it inter- that you you don't know what it was but you you accept that you don't and that's you know you just leave it you leave it to that i guess right it, isn't it
2: weird we have- i'm gonna die and i'm never gonna know what happened Like, there's not going to be anybody who shows up with like a, like a late act. Like, unless, (laughs) unless I die in that room, and I die pointing, then I'll be like, oh, it was me. Oh, you'll be like, I was. You'll
1: be like, and then the pointing will be like, I was sitting right there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and then
2: I'll have a heart attack and die, and that'll be. Then I'll know. But otherwise, no, I'm never going to find out. (laughs) Yes.
1: and you don't think it do you you believe in it It could be some kind of like again i guess we're getting back into like hypotheses but some kind of like time loop some maybe you're seeing the impression a shadow of like from 40 years ago that somehow overlapped now like sure or then like
2: i i would certainly would tend to believe that more than dead person's soul right uh like time is spooky like the the when I read about time on Wikipedia or when I read about like quantum entanglement or any of that stuff, like I'm like, oh, this is all spooky shit. Like literally spooky action mm-hmm. at a distance. Like it's spooky.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh and I so yeah, maybe it was maybe in nineteen forty-one there was like a person in that room and they pointed, and for whatever reason, time got all fucked up. Not like time traveling, yeah. but like it just got like all warped. And right. what if way. they were
1: pointing a gun? What if they were hiding behind the door and they shot? <clears throat> they're not the dead person, but they shot somebody in that room, and that's what the action you were seeing, and then that left like a weird vibration.
2: Maybe, maybe. Although, I, 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 I mean, I feel we like, really
1: are just making it up at this point. Yeah, <laughs> well, or what if? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's the like problem. Time with be
2: agnostic stuff. though about uh, ethics and morality. Like, if yeah. yeah it's like time doesn't give a shit about whether somebody shoots a gun (laughs) like it's that that person could have been like there's my shoe and that's what time folded uh into my
1: into my bedroom
0: (laughs) i wish
1: we were give a shit
0: you know that's i like that
1: i wish (laughs) we were still talking about star wars um ah god great fucking story heather and uh i can't wait to see what you think about um what's coming up in the second half of the show (laughs) i i've teased it too much anyway here we go we have a game that we like to play with all of our guests i have a feeling i know the way this is gonna go (laughs) but it's gonna be a fun ride do it anyways i'm gonna go down a list of phenomena and if you're open to it you're gonna say believe it if you're not open to it you're gonna say bullshit Okay. If you're somewhere in the middle, you use your inflect, use that inflection, uh, and and to kind of come down on one side or the other. But it's bullshit or it's believe it, because this is a game that we call bullshit or believe it. All right, Heather Ann Campbell. Yeah. On your mark. Get set. Get set. Oh no. Ghosts.
2: Is that was that uh, like that's good. Was that a cute way of saying it "go"? Or was Ghosts. it the?
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's the bold. first thing on the list. Okay, you
2: know, <laughs> bullshit. UFOs. Oh man, I want not to necessarily believe aliens. It, but bullshit. Bigfoot. Bullshit.
1: <laughs> ESP. Hmm. Bullshit shadow people bullshit <laughs> good lord unicorns <laughs> bullshit alien abductions bullshit <laughs> yeti
2: wait you oh, bullshit if i would if My, i was somebody who was like bigfoot is bullshit but yeti like that would be kind of funny <laughs>
1: I'm gonna be a broken man by the end of this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Mothman.
2: Ooh, I love that guy, but bullshit.
1: <laughs> Out of body experiences.
2: But, well, okay. What? Hmm, how are we define?
1: However, you want to define it, we can yeah. well, circle I back. Well, I think people can on?
2: have dissociative episodes where they believe they're watching themselves, which they experience as a third person perspective on themselves. Because of the way the memories are formed in that dissociative experience, but do they have a soul that leaves their body and they're like, "Whoa, I can see from up here." no, so it's I believe it's a thing that happens to people, but the way that people are describing it is bullshit
1: tarot cards <laughs> bullshit demonically possessed dolls. <laughs>
2: Bullshit.
1: The healing power of crystals. (laughs)
2: That's bullshit.
1: An an alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell.
2: Mm, That's bullshit, too.
1: (sighs) Loch Ness Monster.
2: (laughs) 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 What? Look. That's bullshit.
1: I'm really examining my life right now. By the way, this is really <laughs> forcing me to stare, really take a good look at the words I've typed out on a on a pe- on a word program, and ask myself, what have I been doing for the past three years? <laughs> this has become an existential <laughs> crisis for me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a heavy episode, man. Atlantis. Oh
2: man, no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so in what? In what way? Yes, I believe there was a uh, a, a country that was uh, that was tsunamied out of existence, or the island itself sunk during a geological event. Uh, I don't think that they were like alien psychics with like gills for in great. their throats.
1: I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just great. saying, did Atlantis? It, great. Yeah, so that's I a—
2: that, I I think I believe it.
1: Yes. All right. Haunted yes. houses. <laughs> 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 Bullshit, skunk ape. <laughs> what? Oh, skunk ape. oh Heather Ann Campbell, you just unlocked a secret <sighs> game within the game itself. Right. Riley, this is gonna fall on your
0: shoulders. Yeah, yeah, we'll give it our we'll give it our our best. The old college try. All right,
1: get ready, Riley, the yeah. Jersey Devil.
2: What? <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. I thought that was extinct. It's a cryptid like, in a New Jersey. Of, no. <laughs> no, nothing. The, bi- the biblical nothing. devil. No bullshit.
1: Speaking to the dead.
2: It's bullshit.
1: I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but mermaids.
2: <laughs> no man, those those are those aren't real. <laughs> those are bullshit. Oh.
0: You let him down easy, though.
1: <laughs> the government is hiding the truth about Sasquatch.
2: What? I mean, I was with you all the way up until Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> the government is hiding the truth about, and I'm like, oh, finally, here we go. I'm on board for this one. Sasquatch. No. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not.
1: <laughs> Past lives.
2: <laughs> what? Okay, what does that mean? So, like.
1: Like reincarnation.
2: No, it's bullshit. Uh, no.
1: Life on other planets. <laughs> I'm just gonna move ahead. <laughs> wait, life wait, on wait. other planets.
2: Wait, so intelligent life or just life?
1: Life. Life in general. Life believe on it. other planets. Believe it. Life after death.
2: No. <laughs> bullshit.
1: Great. Oh god, I'm <laughs> Heather <laughs> Ann Campbell, you've completed Bullshit That's or good. Believe It. That's good stuff. However, sorry you unlocked a mini game within the game i love it uh because you asked you said what to skunk ape usually bryce johnson does this can you imagine riley how how even more intense this episode would have been if bryce had (laughs) been here with us because i now look like the crazy person um (laughs) that's true um so usually bryce does this but riley's filling in for him so uh This is a game that we call 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape. And Riley is going to have 60 seconds to convince you that Skunk Ape is real using whatever tools at his disposal. Riley Bray, on your mark, get set, sell Skunk Ape. Okay,
0: you're not going to believe that Skunk Ape exists, so we'll start there. But it's a, it's a, a Bigfoot from Florida, and an old lady took some pictures of this creature in her backyard. And if you Google Skunk Ape, uh, you can see these pictures. It's uh, you know, it's called skunk because it has a stripe down its back. I think that maybe you would think that an old woman took pictures of a uh, escaped monkey. Probably that seems to be the going uh, consensus.
1: You're not doing a great I, job. I got to tell I, you. I,
0: I mean, thirty seconds. You know, I I, I, I'm going to leave the time on the board. I, I don't. I don't see this one. Riley, uh, got to
1: commit to the pitch. Come on. Your wife okay. and kids are depending on this uh, on, on this project selling.
0: Uh, you know, I, I I know a sinking ship when I see one, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know skunk ape. You're not gonna, you're not gonna believe it's skunk ape. So ten seconds. Uh, probably just leave it at that. Uh, maybe an old lady saw a monkey. I don't know if you looked at the pictures yet. Uh I'm just sort of talking into the done.
1: Board. All right, you're done. <laughs> Heather Ann Campbell, did you buy skunk ape hmm, from? I did not
2: even Google when you told me. To pick yeah, it.
1: I didn't. I
0: didn't think you would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to. this. Was like this was like you're in the office with the executive who is just literally doing anything but paying attention to you as you go on that spe- spiel and meltdown, just checking her email. I, no, I mean like I'm just
2: staring at waveforms on my on my computer, like nothing else is happening. But I, I, yeah, I was at no point compelled to look up more about like do you want to know more? No, I don't want to. No, I'm like, bullshit.
0: <laughs> You, i mean they're pretty you good lost pictures me
2: at so there was a lady in florida and i was like okay this, well the rest of this story doesn't <laughs> I, I i
0: know <laughs>
1: <laughs> bryce is gonna break up with us when he hears yeah, this episode yeah. thankfully he, he never listens to the podcast all right we're gonna take a break when we come back it's time for this week's story of high strangeness with heather and campbell okay we're back with heather Ann campbell uh and no bryce johnson tonight but we'll be okay without him um in fact i'm i i'm happy for his own uh emotional state that he's not here (laughs) yeah it's probably for the best um but seriously uh heather what a great story that was one of the scariest ghost stories i've ever heard or whatever the fuck it was um and I'm very fascinated uh for your take on this topic of high strangeness. Um and you guys both set us up earlier for this. So here we go. This is tonight's high strangeness presented by me, Michael McMillan. We are such stuff as dreams are made on and our little life is rounded with a sleep. Shakespeare, The Tempest. How real is reality? That's the central question at the heart of today's topic of high strangeness. And yes, I say topic instead of story, because this week's high strangeness is a hypothesis. One that's been brought up on the show before, and it is, I think, or thought, and we'll find out, the perfect theory to explore with Heather, co-host of a podcast about video games, seeing as it proposes that we might all be living in one. This is The Simulation Hypothesis. Heather, how familiar are you with this hypothesis?
2: Uh, deeply, deeply familiar with this.
1: Great, great. All right, so <clears throat> that's perfect. Um, This is a really complex philosophical argument containing references to quantum physics and quantum computers. I would need much more time to fully wrap my brain around everything this hypothesis proposes and about two more decades to understand the mathematics applied by its creator. But within the skilled logical construction of the hypothesis is a very accessible and cool sci-fi idea, which is why we're talking about it on the podcast I'm going to do my best to just break it down in layman's terms. Thankfully, Heather's here and she's familiar with it, so we'll get a chance to talk about all, all of this stuff. For those of you who want to go down a deep dive, I will include the original paper that has proposed this hypothesis and a few more articles for reference in the show notes. Simulation hypothesis, similar to other philosophies that have come before it, its roots can be found in the old dream argument, the philosophical question of what if we are living in a dream? When we dream, we often do not realize we are dreaming, as absurd as some dreams may be, until we wake. Therefore, what if our reality is just one big dream, That one day we, or the dreamer, will wake from? 17th century French philosopher René Descartes, considered to be one of the founding fathers of modern philosophy, was skeptical about understanding reality through sensory perception. In fact, he basically said that perception, what we see around us, is unprovable because our physical senses deceive us and are too limited to truly observe reality. How do we know that anything science proposes is objectively true when basically scientific observers are using flawed senses to establish what's real in the world? There's way more to it, but that's basically how I understand it. Uh, Descartes came to the conclusion that the only thing he knew for sure was real was the self which he famously summed up in the quote,
2: I think, therefore I am.
1: For Descartes, humans were thinking things, and because we could think, we knew that we existed, that we were real. The same could not necessarily be said about the world we perceived around us. Basically, in one sense, setting up the idea that maybe everything surrounding us isn't really reality. Maybe just our consciousness is. This contains echoes of Plato's cave allegory. In the allegory, Socrates tells a story of prisoners chained up in a cave facing the cave wall. They can only see shadows and move across the wall from objects that pass in front of a fire that's placed behind them. They think the shadows are their reality because they can't see the fire or the objects moving between it and them. Socrates teaches that the philosopher is like a prisoner who escapes the cave and sees reality for what it really is. ...while the other prisoners remain because they don't know better. Over a century after Descartes, philosophers like Edmund Husserl, or Husserl, took what Descartes... uh, Did I say that right? I don't know. Uh, ...took what Descartes established one step further and suggested we throw out the second half of I think, therefore I am... ...because why does thinking make us a thing? The conscious mind thinks, but what the fuck is Consciousness. And how does thinking prove we are things? I'm just mentioning some extremely basic high school concepts of philosophy that question what is human consciousness and point to the folly of taking for granted that the world we see around us is a given, an objective reality. What if both consciousness and the objective world that consciousness is placed in is all artificial? That brings us to Nick Bostrom and the Simulation Hypothesis. In 2003, Bostrom, a Swedish-born philosopher who is super into existential risk, the idea that some future man-made event could destroy humanity, wrote a paper called, Are You Living in a Computer Simulation? In this piece, Bostrom argues that at least one of three propositions, or potential futures, is true. One The human species is very likely to go extinct before reaching a post-human stage. Two, any post-human civilization is extremely unlikely to run a significant number of simulations of their evolutionary history, or variations thereof. And three, we are almost certainly living in a computer simulation. It follows that the belief that there is a significant chance that we will one day become post-humans Run ancestor simulations is false unless we are currently living in a simulation. Bostrom says there are many ways in which humanity could become extinct before reaching posthumanity. Perhaps the most natural interpretation of one, the first uh, possible proposition, is that we are likely to go extinct as a result of the development of some powerful but dangerous technology. One candidate is molecular nanotechnology which in which in its mature stage would enable the construction of self-replicating nanobots capable of feeding on dirt and organic matter a kind of mechanical bacteria such nanobots designed for malicious ends could cause the extinction of all life on our planet fun stuff Bostrom argues, if we overcome that obstacle and human society doesn't destroy itself and we become a post-human species, you know, cool futuristic versions of ourselves with immense scientific knowledge and power, and that our post-human descendants are into building computer simulations, then they will one day create simulations of their ancestors in super powerful computers. So, if potential future number three occurs... Bostrom makes a few assumptions and calculates that this type of simulation would be dependent on a couple of things. First being that consciousness is not dependent on carbon-based life forms to exist. That essentially consciousness can exist in a computer or at the very least run as a program that gives the illusion of being a conscious mind down to the fine detail doesn't have to be real it just needs to look and feel so real it's indistinguishable from the real thing this is kind of like what the replicants are in Blade Runner the second assumption is that our computer technology will get and by the way I misspelled computer technology as one word (laughs) C U M Puder technology oh my goodness, nice nice so this doesn't high level stuff well here For version number 3 <laughs> future 3 is probably not going to happen computer technology <laughs> god the second assumption is that our computer technology will get so good that we will have really really powerful computers that run these simulations They could be quantum computers or even giant planet-sized computers that feed off stars to generate enough power to run these complicated programs in mimic reality. Bostrom thinks it's safe to assume that if we don't all kill ourselves, we'll reach this technological capability down the line. Elon Musk, someone who has lent support to the simulation theory, points to video games as a guidestone on how far our virtual worlds have come.
2: Forty years ago, we had Pong, two two rectangles and a dot. That's where we were. Now, 40 years later, we have photorealistic 3D simulations with millions of people playing simultaneously, and it's getting better every year. And soon, we'll have virtual reality, we'll have augmented reality. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality.
1: I think this tracks. Whether it's books, movies, TV shows, video games, our species is obsessed with inhabiting worlds and looking back on our own history. And like video games, these simulations wouldn't necessarily need to have the full simulation running everywhere at once, but the simulated world would present itself only when interacted with. It. Basically, if you aren't observing it, the computer program isn't running that part of the simulation. But Michael, you say, Bostrom said we might be living in a simulation, but you're talking about the future. So how does this apply to us? Well, listener, Bostrom proposes that if future number three occurs and they start running simulations of their past in giant planet-sized computers or in some kind of kick-ass quantum computers, then it is likely that they will be running now not just one, but thousands, if not millions of simulations simultaneously basically creating a multiverse of simulations with trillions upon trillions of simulated life forms and those simulations might grow to post-human stage where they can create their own own simulations and these simulations create their own simulations and so on and so forth until you reach the point that the number of simulated beings in existence greatly outnumber the post-human population of the original programmers themselves this means that statistically speaking The odds are far greater that this future has already occurred and that we are currently living in a simulation right now. According to Bostrom, it may be possible for simulated civilizations to become post-human. They may then run their own ancestor simulations on powerful computers they build in their simulated universe. Such computers would be virtual machines, a familiar concept in computer science. JavaScript web applets, for instance, run on virtual machine a simulated computer inside your desktop Virtual machines can be stacked. It's possible to simulate a machine simulating another machine and so on In arbitrarily many steps of iteration If we do go on to create our own ancestor simulations This would be strong evidence against the first and second potential futures And we would therefore have to conclude that we live in a simulation Moreover, we would have to suspect that post-humans running our simulation are themselves simulated beings, and their creators, in turn, may also be simulated beings. I'm glad that I didn't say, uh, drink a shot every time I say the word simulation. I'd be dead. Yeah, we'd all be, this simulation would be done. He quickly adds, One consideration that counts against the multi-level hypothesis... <clears throat> Clear to start when you wrote that part is that the c- computational cost for the basement level simulators would be very great simulated e simulating even a single post-human civilization might be prohibitively expensive if so then we should expect our simulation to be terminated when we are about to become post-human yikes of course, scientists and philosophers alike debate whether or not this is possible, but the simulation hypothesis has certainly captured imaginations and is taken more seriously than you might think. In a 2016 article from The Guardian on the subject, Rich Tariel, a scientist at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, reflects on how, and I'm reading from the story here, how the simulation hypothesis also accounts for peculiarities in quantum mechanics, particularly the measurement problem. Whereby things only become defined when they are observed. Drill then tells The Guardian For decades, it's been a problem. Scientists have bent over backwards to eliminate the idea that we need a conscious observer. Maybe the real solution is you do need a conscious entity, like a conscious player of a video game. In an article from Scientific American from just this past October, some scientists say that the chances of living in a simulation are about 50 50. One big believer in these odds? Neil the deGrasse Tyson himself. But if we are living in the Matrix, what about glitches? Shouldn't we see glitches in the simulation? And what happens if we become aware of the simulation like Neo does? Bostrom puts forth, Should any error occur, the director could easily edit the states of any brains that have become aware of an anomaly before it spoils the simulation. Alternatively, the director could skip back a few seconds and rerun the simulation in a way that avoids the problem. So, if we are living in a simulation, what does this mean for humanity? Bostrom winds down his paper with this Supposing we live in a simulation, what are the implications for us humans? The foregoing remarks notwithstanding, the implications are not all that radical. Our best guide to how our post-human creators have chosen to set up our world is the standard empirical study of the universe we see. The revisions to most parts of our belief networks would be rather slight and subtle in proportion to our lack of confidence in our ability to understand the ways of post-humans. Properly understood, therefore, the truth of potential future number three should have no tendency to make us go crazy or prevent us from going about our business and making plans and predictions for tomorrow chief empirical importance of this scenario at the current time seems to lie in its role in the tripartite conclusion established above. We may hope that it is true that science would decrease the probability of eliminating ourselves although if computational constraints make it likely that simulators would terminate a simulation before it reaches a post human level, then our best hope would be that future number two is true, that our ancestors aren't interested in doing this if we learn more about posthuman motive or descendants, if we learn more about posthuman motivations and resource constraints, maybe as a result of developing towards becoming posthumans ourselves, then the hypothesis that we are all simulated will come to have a much richer set of empirical implications. In other words, you better hope we're living in a simulation right now because if we aren't doing so, according to Bostrom's hypothesis, humanity probably won't make it okay that's it for this week's episode i want to thank heather for coming on the show today (laughs) Uh, but that's basically it Uh, it's really complicated but it's something that's been bouncing around in my mind lately and it's come up on the show and i thought with heather coming on uh that this might be a cool topic to unpack so heather you brought up consciousness before you know about the simulation theory what do you think about this
2: I think it is extremely likely that we are in a simulation.
1: Wow. Mm, I thought right. you were going to call bullshit on this.
2: No, no, no. But but he, the simulation doesn't imply again any meaning or 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 specialness. Like the, the, right, the sure. like yeah. it's just it seems likely that we would live long enough to simulate like when when you do like a weather simulation like you're like oh well, what might the weather be in a few days and you put it into a computer you're basically simulating the earth without people or with you, you know like that's like a rudimentary mm-hmm. form of simulating the planet so if you wanted to like test physics or just see what other versions uh, like there's a million billion stupid reasons to simulate the universe and it doesn't seem <laughs> Like it doesn't even mean that anybody's watching, and if you mm-hmm. simulate one universe, then that universe would probably simulate another universe inside it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, ad infinitum. So, yeah, of course we're in a simulation because the likelihood of us being in the prime universe is probably near zero, and it also right. doesn't mean that right. it's for anything. Nobody's playing it. Nobody's doing anything with it. Like it just is, and. Whoa. that and because it just is means that it is inconsequential that it's a uh, simulated universe it doesn't make a difference whether it's simulated or real because it doesn't it's not for anything
1: you it's, don't even it, think it'd, it'd be for the the simulators or the programmers to be like cuz t- if we had the ability to time travel or look back on the past don't you think we would do that now
2: But we And wouldn't
1: it be easier to just run a simulation of the past in order to kind of look at history and look at look at ourselves and our ancestors?
2: Sure. But that would imply that if you knew the state of every particle in the universe in the future, that you could extrapolate backwards where those particles were at any point in the past, that you aren't simulating. A um, self-evolving, active universe, but you are just replicating the states of matter that always were in that universe. That would be the only way to that, visit your right. relatives in the past. Um, That's kind of
1: what uh, Devs is about a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like
2: I haven't, I have not seen Devs.
1: Oh, um, you'd, you'd like love it. it. You yeah. would love it. I think, yeah, yeah.
2: But, but I, I, I just. If look, if if it's for if it's for visiting your ancestors, then why not go a step further and say that each human being, when they get to the end of their life in the future, gets their own universe to re-simulate over and over and over again and make different choices. Like maybe uh. this is Riley's re-simulation of his life, and it's like version 10 billion that he's experiencing as a uploaded consciousness in a computer.
0: Sorry about that you guys. <laughs> my simulation's <laughs> gone astray this year.
1: I'm
0: yeah. Trying to get it back what on What the fuck rails. is wrong it's, with uh, you dude? I don't know, it's glitchy this year. Uh, sorry.
1: <laughs> Can I get a series regular job in 2021 please? <laughs> work on it. Um uh,
0: wait, here here's my question though. So, wait, do you in this hy- hypothetical scenario do you believe in a base level reality that created the initial simulation? and And this is now something separate than that, like it came from somewhere
2: so I mean, if it's being simulated, then there was at some point some prime reality that did the first simulation, but yeah, uh-huh. it's so i mean it's so close to inf- it is infinity. Like if that universe create if any universe creates a simulation, then the universe that it simulates creates a simulation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, forever and ever and ever and ever. There are more right.
1: simulated universes than the prime universe, and odds are we're in one of those.
2: Yeah, yeah. And 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 also the prime universe isn't special in any way. And probably, maybe even the prime universe doesn't even know that this simulation exists because it is so Russian dolled inside of other universes. Right. That it's yeah effectively non existent
0: That being the case, it would seem silly to think that it's humans looking at humans in a simulation, like if you're well, gonna be yeah. that many layers apart. You know what I mean? Like well, why would it be humans that created the original <laughs> simulation that we've cause... popped in seventeen, you know, billion versions of simulations later? Like I mean I don't know
2: maybe but also maybe humans are the only ones who ever were intelligent and would be the only like the only reason to simulate the universe would be because we have intelligence.
1: Like and oh, we God. love watching <laughs> ourselves. We do. We do love who that.
2: Knows. I don't know, man. Man, so Boy, we've just
0: created and we've created like an infinite consciousness mind prison basically that we've just are yeah. going to expand forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. and <laughs> right how, about this? how and about this maybe yeah. the simulations are running at different speeds so uh-huh. our experience of reality is in the Russian dolled prime universe actually like less than like an actual second or something you know what I mean oh. like maybe this is uh, yeah, maybe this yeah, is yeah. extremely accelerated we experience it in the present Whoa, yeah or how about this? How about this? This one's fun. Maybe they've gotten what they needed out of this simulation, and they are speeding it up to finish it. And so our experience of time, which is that everybody says, "Man, that it, it, it just feels faster and faster." Like it, like the 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 older you get, it feels like the days are shorter. Maybe that's actually happening. And for mm-hmm. kids born. Their days are are actually shorter, and by the time they're older, they'll be shorter still. So time is actually accelerating, and we have some dim awareness that it's yeah. happening. Whoa,
1: the thing yeah. that the thing that he brings up in the, the in the theory that I like is the idea that not all um, avatars in the simulation are actually conscious minds. That there might be people that we interact with, which are just like non PC. Or what is it? What is it? Non-PCU? What is it? Like, what do you call those players that are just like, there's... If NPCs. You're no, uh, multiple... NPCs, thanks. Yeah. So there's like, there might be NPC humans in this simulation that, <laughs> that are just basically robots. They're just props. And we might even be some of them because we don't even realize that our consciousness is just simulated consciousness. There might just be one person in this simulation that is actual human consciousness existing, all of this. And we're all, we're all, uh, you know, non-players and we don't know it. It's
2: how about, how about this? What if the pro like, let's say that, First off, I don't believe that the processing power needs to be the size of a planet, or needs to suck the energy out of a star. Like, not, but
0: <laughs> what <laughs> it if sounds cool? Though. But kind of for the
2: fun, but for the fun of it, <laughs> what if on low, like when when your avatar needs very little input, the uh, processing of your consciousness by the simulation turns off. Which is why when you are in a car. And you're like in flow state, and suddenly you've missed your exit, and you're like, fuck, where was I? I wasn't asleep. That's because your consciousness was turned off by the simulation because you were in a low processing moment.
1: Whoa. Yeah. What are dreams?
2: Defragmented. What are
1: dreams, Heather? Tell us. Please tell us. <laughs> oh, teacher. What are dreams?
2: <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know, man. Just what are dreams? And... But if not, <laughs> don't ghosts. Mean anything.
0: <laughs> Within the machine.
1: But yeah, it's basically all this stuff basically comes down to like. Hey, if it is, there's nothing we could do about it, and it really doesn't make a difference because w- there's no difference between us being in a simulation and being in just like whatever the fuck reality is anyway. <laughs> you mm-hmm.
0: know, yeah. I mean, all, yeah. your 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 experience is a simulation of what is maybe a simulation. Yeah, so like you, no matter what, you know, you're constructing it or it's being constructed for you.
2: I I heard this thing once that blew my mind, which was that the world, the the reality is nothing like what we are experiencing because we have evolved to experience reality the way that we do like the, the mm-hmm. way that like some birds can see an in infrared and shit so they're ex- they, they look out at the at the world and they see a totally different thing but that like that that extends to every possible um sensory input that we receive as beings that like the world could be like thick and slushy and strange, but we Mm. wouldn't know because we experience it the way that we do with the organs that we have.
1: And we design it around us in a way, you know, we design the objects around us to reaffirm that idea of what our reality is. I love it. You know, ah, Heather Ann Campbell. Thank you so much for being on Bigfoot Collectors Club and destroying my reality that is this podcast. This Um,
2: was a real delight.
1: It was honestly so great. And and seriously, come back anytime. We'll go over to the other side and we'll talk all the Star Wars you want. Uh, I would really enjoy that. It's just always good to talk to somebody who's just as passionate about it as I am. Um, and maybe offline I'll text you cool stuff about Star Wars. You know, who knows? Yeah. Um, if please that's do. okay. Thank you. Um, where can people find you? We, uh, if Bigfoot existed, which he doesn't, uh, we wouldn't know where to find him. <laughs> Clearly. And since he doesn't exist, we don't know where to find him, but where can people find you?
2: Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Heather Campbell on Instagram at Heather Anne Campbell with an E. Um, or you can listen to how did this get played at Get Played Pod on Twitter uh, every week. Please watch television. Also, there.
0: Amen. <laughs> <Hey>,
2: <laughs> there, uh, I don't know. Watch the Twilight Zone. Watch Rick and Morty. Enjoy yourself. Do whatever you want with your life. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But if you if you want to follow me on Twitter, <laughs> go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's great. Support all these shows she writes. She's making so much. She's writing so much content for you guys. You guys gotta. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do it.
0: Top shelf stuff too.
2: Yeah, I love making content. It's the best. Let's let's all make content.
0: That's what what we use this consciousness for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Riley, anything to plug?
0: Oh no, I don't know Join our Patreon, it's fun yeah. That's all. Subscribe
1: yeah. to the other side uh, Absolutely, and of check out of course I'm going to put in the show notes You can uh, order or pre-order the new Spindrift album oh, Riley's yeah. Band. you want to do that Uh, If Bryce were here, he'd say check out his Game Dirty Picture cover-up at thedpcu.com. I'll put that link up as well. Um, You guys who listen to the show, I know you love a funny feeling. Marcy Jaro uh, just had me on her other podcast, It, where I tell a very fun story about the time I uh, met Kim Kardashian and uh, an embarrassing thing happened. So definitely... check out that's a fun (laughs) hollywood story that would never come up on this show uh uh and it was a delight to share that story with marcy and jess her co-host so check that out until next time i just want to thank uh heather again sorry we missed bryce this uh this week but he'll be back next week until then good night and go get regressed Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.
2: Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people.